You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I'm also uh, the general manager of Roy Inch & Sons, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. Uh, We're glad you're able to join us this morning. We hope you'll be able to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30. We'll provide you, you, our listeners, with some heating, air conditioning, and plumbing tips and how those units work in your home. But most important, the phone lines are open. So give us a call if you have any questions relating to your heating, plumbing, in your home or business. You can call us locally at... 519-643-2222 or out of town, you can call us at 1-866-354-8255. And one lucky caller today will win four tickets to Thursday, December the 18th, London Lightning game against the Mississauga Power. So don't wait. Give us a call. Also in the studio with us today, as always, we have our Knights reporter and uh, plumbing <laughs> manager, Dan Peterson. How are you? I'm great. It's a it's a dull morning today. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was there with you last night, but I'll yeah. let you give us the update on how the Knights did last night. Well, they, they pulled out a win last night, and uh, they went at uh, Plymouth early, and uh, once they got a, a sizable lead, they... Played defense the rest of the way and uh, outstanding goaltending. Yeah, yeah, there were some great saves made in the last minute or so. Yes, to, yes, to keep the, us uh, in that win. So. The chips were down, and he came up with the big saves. Yeah. So, congratulations to the Knights and the Lightning. They were down uh, on Thursday night. They played the Mississauga Power on the uh, last Thursday and were down ten at halftime, but came back and won. So they they had a great. Uh, had a great game as well. So we're uh, London's the winning winning week for uh, both basketball and hockey. But now I was at a reception uh, earlier this week, and a uh, lady came up to me and asked about a gurgling noise in her walls. She has a boiler system, mm-hmm. but she says she hears this gurgling going on in her walls. Mm-hmm. Any ideas what that might be? Um, usually in a hydronic heating system, a water heating system, the gurgling usually comes from air in the system. And when the pump comes on, it'll circulate, that air is mixed in with the water and it'll circulate and it'll sound like a gurgling sound. If they turn the system off, like just turn the, the pump off and let it sit for 20 minutes, Try to let the air get to the highest point. Go around and bleed their rads. Hopefully that will get the air out for them. But that's what it is. It's air in that system. And if it's full of water, you won't hear that sound. So it's that air that's mixed in with the water. And that's usually when someone says that they have a a gurgling sound in their system. It's just about always air. Some of them have automatic air vents in them too. And when you say go to the highest, so that would be the rad that's in the the top of the house or? Yeah, usually the highest point it'll collect to. That's why you should turn the pump off and let it sit for a few minutes, 15 minutes to, to at least let the air get to that highest point. 
But it is a funny thing. Air and water are funny things. It may not go to the highest. It it will go to the easiest location, which is normally the highest. So that's where I would start. So so is that why plumbers are kind of funny too? Because <laughs> air and water and plumbers they mix and yeah, you know they, they that's can, right. That's okay. right. I just, just wondered that. <laughs> the um we also, you know, and this is a great Christmas gift if anybody's thinking about it, but we also get some questions on the what I call the touch tap. Mm-hmm. So to turn it on, you, your hands are covered with chicken or turkey. Right. From You would touch it with your elbow and the tap would turn on, touch it again, and it would turn off. But yeah. a lot of people see them in kitchens, but yes. are they available in bathrooms? They are available in bathrooms now. When they first came out with uh, that technology, they basically just had them in the kitchen. And, and for that reason, bacteria and uh, and germs and things that you could get on your hands – Touch it with your elbow, it comes on. Um, they're starting to go to sensor faucets too, which you'll see in a lot of public restrooms. But uh, the touch technology, it, it, it's a little more uh, uh, advanced maybe than the, the, the sensor technology because the sensor technology, anyone walking by can sometimes turn the tap on. Right. So there's a lot of adjustment to do. So I'm still partial to the touch technology. Yeah, and it's it's reliable. I mean, yeah, uh, it's so reliable that I'd turn it on 150 times at the home shows <laughs> yeah. when we have the display there, and That's it works. Right. And and you know, I've never had little kids come up and touch it, big kids come up and touch it, and you know, general manager kids come <laughs> up and touch it. So, but uh, we have a lot of fun with it, and it, and it it always comes on or shuts off like it's. Well, to. I think you single handedly wore out the pump on our display. <laughs> we had to change that last year. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, um, remember the phone lines are open. If you have any questions for us, six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. We get a lot of questions, and this, and we're going to probably talk a lot about this today. But you know, should I repair or should I replace? So I'm going to throw it to you to talk about on the plumbing side of you know, should we fix old toilets? Should we fix old taps? Or mm-hmm. are we better now to replace them? Well, as far as the toilet goes, um, I think it's for nowadays you're further ahead to replace it. Um, you can go and buy repair parts for old toilets and buy them at a really reasonable cost. But what are you saving when you're using two, three, four gallons more than what you need to? And we've talked about it, um, paying for water in and a sewer charge on water going out. Nowadays, I don't think it's feasible economically to repair a toilet. Unless that toilet is only you know, three or four years old, um, if it's older than that, you're probably using anywhere from three and a half gallons of water up. So I I feel that you should replace that. So the energy savings of, or sorry, the water savings, both um, the water coming in as well as the water going out, Right. um, the reduction of that will pay for that toilet. Exactly. And um, as far as faucets go, um, there's some... There's some manufacturers out there that made a a quality product years ago, and they still make a quality product. 
So unless it's something cosmetic, sometimes it is still more feasible to repair a tap uh, than replace it. Um, if people want to go to touch technology, of course, then you're looking into a, a replace situation. And a lot of people will replace something because the finish is starting to wear off or the um, the look of it is not what they want for their, their new kitchen or their new design. But if it's uh, if it's not the looks and the that you're looking for, sometimes it's still better to replace it or to repair a faucet than replace it. And it's pretty tough these days to try to match finishes. You know, if you've it got, really is. you know, if if it's a matching set, you've got an, a second sink over there with that. That's you, right. It's it's tough to get a match yeah. finish. Well, what we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll break here for uh, commercials. Our phone lines are open. You can give us a call again at five one nine. Six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM nine eighty and online at am nine eighty. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Well, we were just talking there about repair or replace on the plumbing side. Mm-hmm. But on the, the heating side, we get that question quite often that, you know, we go out to an 8, 10, 12-year-old furnace, take a look at it, find out it needs a venter motor or a control board or a gas valve. You're looking anywhere from a 300 to to $1,000 repair, and people are wondering what they should do. Uh, one of the things we say... Um, to all of our techs, and they carry this sheet. We have a what's called a repair or replace. So it's kind of like a graph form. You go across at the age of the unit. You go across with the cost of the repair. You put those two points together, and it will fall into an area of repair or replace. But what we say to the techs is they have to take a look at it. A lot of times we'll see a, an 8-year-old furnace that when they look at it, it really looks like a five-year-old furnace. It's had the maintenance done every year. It's been maintained. It, it's been waxed. It's glowing. It's shining. You know, we go, this really isn't an eight-year-old furnace. This looks like a five. And vice versa, we've gone out on a five-year-old furnace that looks like it's 10 years old uh, because no maintenance or anything had been done. So the scale is kind of a a guide for them, but they will move the scale on how the furnace looks and how well it's been maintained. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many times I've get phone calls with someone who put in $800 into a repair in October, November. It's now February, and that 12-year-old, 13-year-old furnace is broken down again, and they're looking at another $800 repair. That's the, that's the uh, quandary that a lot of people are in, how how much how many dollars do we put into that before it does become become that time to replace yeah and i mean if you re- you know what we always have to remember is if it's a let's say a 12 year old furnace and i replace a part that part's new but every other part is still 12 years old and a life expectancy of a furnace you know depending if it's maintained you probably lengthen this, but if you're not maintaining it every year, 12 to 15 
if you get that out of a unit, you're doing very well. And we normally say at 10 years, depending on how well it's been looked at, is kind of when you have to start thinking, mm-hmm. um, okay, it's in great shape, it's running well, but let's start setting some money aside that, you know, two or three years down the road, if we have to replace it, we have that budgeted amount set aside to do that. Exactly. When when someone puts uh, a good amount of money into replacing a furn or a parts on a furnace, and something else goes six months later, you you hate to tell the people that you know when you go back that you know this is the scenario. Um, why didn't we spend this before? So the techs can really help them out with that. Yeah. Now, another pet peeve of mine, you might say, is uh, I call it working under the table or not paying the taxes or or doing, you know, all of that. And our see our friends out in Alberta set up a yes. couple of sting houses, one in Calgary and one in uh, Edmonton, where they invited contractors to come in and give them prices on the repairs. Exactly. Um, no, I was just reading this uh yesterday and and looked at it again this morning uh, i think they had uh 24 different contractors came in to these homes to do various different um jobs and 7 of the 24 were charged um for wanting to do the work illegally or doing the work under the table um, most things to remember about people like that is do they have insurance um, do they have all their licenses? Are they registered as contractors in in plumbing or heating and air? And those are important things. But what seven of twenty four is is a pretty good number. And um, they just set up these homes, one in each of those cities, and just to see how many they could draw. And that was uh, they they don't know whether they're going to set up anymore or whether they have and they haven't told anybody. But that's really something to consider when you have someone come into your home, I, reputable. I'll let them have my house. They can set up my house here in London and we can go through that. But uh, Your house is pretty good now. I think <laughs> yeah. it's all up to date. But it, it is, you know, it is one of those things that really aggravates me where, I mean, we all got to pay taxes, um, you know, and and companies out there doing things under the table or without tax or so forth, that just comes back and hurts each and every one of us. Plus, like you said, if they don't have their WSIB and an employee gets hurt on your at your house and they don't have WSIB, the homeowner is now responsible exactly. for that. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure, you know, that you're checking those things out. Plus, I don't know how many times we've gone in and looked at a product that they got a great deal under the table to find out it wasn't approved to be in Canada. And should their house have burnt down caused by, let's say, the furnace or the fireplace, then the insurance would say, whoa, that's not a CSA-approved product. Sorry, insurance doesn't count. You installed something that wasn't correct. So we want to make sure that, you know, when all this stuff is being done, that they have the licenses to do it. They have the WSIB so that you're not covered with that. You have it in writing. And... You're assured that this product, because it's pretty easy now to bring anything across the border. Um, so they have, you know, stuff in the U.S. that they're allowed to install, but our regulations, whether it's gas, plumbing, electrical, in Canada are a lot more stringent 
that they're not allowed to sell those units. That's right. And one thing you have to look at is that you may see the same product made by the same manufacturer in the U.S. as you do in Canada, but we have different regulations. There are different things that sometimes go to, on the inside of that product that you don't see that they don't have to do in the U.S. So you should make sure that that CSA stamp is on there, and even plumbing products, toilets, faucets, they all have to be CSA, even our pipe that we use now. So we have a lot of rules and regulations in, in place, and we should make sure that we use the proper products. Yeah, and it and I mean, when we were out of the appliance service business now, but when we service fridges and ranges and microwaves and washers and dryers, it was a daily occurrence that we yes. w- would see that and yeah. have to say, sorry, we can't service this because mm-hmm. it's not approved for Canada. Yeah. But again, under the table work or, you know, the greatest deal ever, I mean, we've even... Uh, $99 duck cleaning. Everybody says, well, I can get duck cleaning done for $99. Um, be very aware. You know, I would be very scared of what a $99 duck cleaning is because right. you should be in the home two and a half, three hours doing a duck cleaning. Uh, it shouldn't be one of those things that you walk in, do it, and then walk out. It's uh, just unbelievable what we see when people are trying to do nine or ten duck cleanings in a day instead of really focusing on right. it and making sure that it's done right. So again, our phone lines are open. You can give us a call at uh, 519-643-2222 or one 354 So Christmas gifts. What what do you think, Dan, we should be given for a Christmas gift? Well, Christmas gifts, I, I'm kind of partial to that, that touch faucet. Uh, you know, what a great thing for a wife to find under the tree is a brand new touch faucet with installation included. I, I think that's a great thing. Um, other good things, especially if um, your family, they've just bought homes or thinking about buying a home, is the gift certificates that you can get from us for a, a duct cleaning, for a furnace maintenance, for a plumbing inspection. These are all great items that it may just be an envelope, but it's going to save them uh, money in the long run. It's going to make sure that their equipment is all functioning properly. And you wouldn't want your daughter with a with a little baby to have their furnace go out in the middle of February. So... These are all things to think about, and I think they're great Christmas gifts. They're practical, um, and they do a, a great service for your family. Now, what about that palm tree padded toilet seat? Wouldn't that wouldn't that be a good Christmas <laughs> gift to give to everybody? No, no, no. Okay, well, I guess I better return that. You know, so. That's what you were getting for Christmas. Well, I, I've had a lady bring in one to re, a, a seat to repair. I very few people ever asked to repair a toilet seat, but it was full of money. Oh, it was really? a clear plastic full of money, and and I put some new hinges on it for her. And uh, I never did count how much was in it. <laughs> but uh, if someone was going to take a toilet seat uh, on from someone's home along with their copper pipe, that'd be the one to that'd take. Be the one. <laughs> Now, the um, one thing, and we get a lot of questions about this, is uh, anti-scald mm-hmm. valve. So when we install a water heater, whether it's new or rental, we install an anti-scald valve because it's in the plumbing code that it That's must correct. be done. But people, 
you know, some people don't like that because they would like hotter water. Yes, yes. Um, well, according to the code, we have to do that. I, I mean, it's our license on the line. Um, if something happened to someone, that would be our liability in that that area. And it's in the Ontario Plumbing Code that we cannot supply more than 120-degree water to any fixture. Now, there are certain instances where the dishwasher, it doesn't apply to your dishwasher. It doesn't apply to your washing machine. In most cases, 120-degree water is fine for those. But you have some customers, some people, they want the hotter water. Um, that's a matter of we have to repipe. But usually with uh, the PECs that we use now, it's not a big issue to repipe. But uh, the anti-scald, other than putting one on every fixture in your house, the best way to do it is put one down at your water heater and then it's done with. If you want hotter water to your dishwasher, we can repipe that for you. Now, most showers have one of those on them? That's right. That um, If you see two-handle showers, very seldom that they have that built into them. Just about every single-handle shower on the market now will have that built right into it. So when you replace that, you never have to worry about that. But that doesn't cover the rest of your fixtures in your house. That's why you should have one in your water heater. Yeah, exactly. And we, unfortunately, we've seen some uh, children who have got scalded by mm -hmm. hot water. That's right. And then they've asked us to come in and put in mm -hmm. that anti-scald afterwards. Yes. And it, it's never a, 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 you know, a nice time or you never want to see a child like that scalded. And no, we don't want to ever uh, go through that again. No. But So if you, whether you're in Grand Bend, Port Stanley... Woodstock or Sarnia or anywhere in between, uh, give us a call. We can look after you. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450. Or in Sarnia, you can call us at 519-786-2373 or 1-866-EXPERTS. Or you can always reach us online at RoyInch.com. So as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, but by, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll talk to you next week.